Can you hear me back there? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? What? Uh, I'm thinking Verizon. Memo did Starbucks. I could do Verizon. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, this morning I'm going to kind of hit you below the belts a little bit. So, I mean, if it's going to be too harsh for you guys, you know, you could leave now. So, okay. Um, I got hit below the belt when I was studying it. Like, wow, Lord. You know, um, anyways, I'm not going to talk too much because I got a lot of reading and I want to cover all of it. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, just thanking you, Father, for today. And uh, Lord, my little joke about hitting and below the belts, uh, Lord, you know, that's really not a joke, but it is in a way. But Father, it wasn't to discourage anybody. It's to build each other up. It's uh, for us to long like the songs. These songs that Francis brought today, Lord, um, I praise you and thank you for Francis learning that guitar because these songs... I don't know if I'm old school or what, Lord, but they just seem to mean so much more than the new ones coming out. And uh, Lord, they, they cause us to think about the desire we should have for you. Lord, about how our soul should never surrender to anybody but you. And Lord, just, I mean, just amazing lyrics, Lord, that I grew up with that I just love so much that changed my life, Lord. And, and um, I just want to thank you for that, Lord. Keep working in Francis to keep bringing us great music, Lord. And... Um, I just want to thank you, Father, for the reading of your word today, Father, as, as we open it, Lord. Um, thank you, Father. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah, Lord, thank you. Um, just um, let us bow before you, Lord. Church, let us bow before our God. Let us bow our hearts down low to the ground. Let's lay face down, Lord, before you. Remember, Lord, that the, the, me and Memo were talking a couple of weeks ago about that day, you know, when we first gave our life. It's like, I've, I've been saying it for years. That's the day you want us to live in every day. What happened to that day? Where did that day go where we so longed for you? So much so that we told everyone, everyone in our lives, what we had done and who had, we had met and how you had changed our lives. What happened to that day? What happened to that joy? What happened to that first love, that, that understanding of, of, the, of your wisdom that was so powerful it moved us? I don't know, Lord. I just ask, Father, that um, today as we humble ourselves before you, and I hope as a church collectively we're doing that, because this place, Lord, is going to be filled with your presence when your word is read. Not when one or two, but when three, when two or three gather in your name and they have everything in common, there you are in the midst of them. Lord, I would hope that we all are here today for the same reason, Lord, that we're all here, Lord. We're all here to hear from you. We're all here to submit to you. We're all here to be humbled before you, Lord. That's the only way we can hear you. So as your word is, is read this morning, I want to thank you for forgiving us. Whatever it is we just laid down before you, Lord, thank you for forgiving that. We know, Lord, that the sacrifice has already been made, but we're human, Lord. We need to give it to you. We need to lay it down. We need you to help us get past it. And in this place now, Lord, with all that behind us, Lord, we ask, Lord, with an expectation to hear you, Father. As your word is read, Lord, just open our hearts, Lord, to your divine truth, Lord. 
separate our, our minds, Lord, from the world and our worldly thoughts and everything, Lord, even in your word, how we look at it, and it's wrong. Lord, I ask that you separate all of us, Lord, in this place from that today. And Lord, that we see the things that you want us to see. We hear the things you want us to hear. Lord, we receive the life change you want to give us. This is what I ask for. I ask for it in your name, Jesus, the name above every name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to tell you guys so many things, and I want to take you so many places, but I'm really restraining myself to this scripture because otherwise I won't make it through, and I want to share all of it with you, okay? Wait a minute. Amazing grace. How oh. We'll save that Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You guys probably didn't understand most of that, and I loved it, but. <laughs> I'm also so wrong, ain't I, Memo? Here we go. No, no habla inglés. See? Bomb. Only God, only God judges. There you go. See? Amen. Alright, we're gonna be in Philippians three. Alright, Philippians three, you guys. I'm going to do something. I'm going to try to do something that I almost never can do, but we're going to read all the way through the chapter and then we'll go back. Okay. You guys there? It says, finally, my brothers rejoice in the Lord. Here's, see, I already messed up, but here's, here's like a transition in the letter where he's transitioning a little bit. Okay. All right. Finally, my brothers rejoice in the Lord. Uh, it is no trouble for me, I love this, to write the same thing to you. It should say again and again and again. Amen? And it is, it is a safeguard for you. What he's telling us is to wake up. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. He's talking about the people in the church. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, Though I myself have reason for such confidence. I love this part. He's not bragging. Let me read it to you and we'll explain it later. But you're going to think he's bragging. He's not bragging. Okay. Here we go. If anyone else thinks he is, has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day uh, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law. A Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, and as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider. That part always makes me cry every time. For real, it's like it, I get built up and then it's like, man, you realize what he did for you, right? What is more? I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of, the, of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish 
that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, I put right there flesh. I wrote in my Bible, you can do that, you know. The law, okay. Christ the righteous that Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. We're going to talk about that for a minute. And the fellowship of sharing in his suffering. Becoming like him. This is impossible. This is an impossibility, but we should strive. Here I go. I gotta stop. Here we go. Like him in his death. And so somehow to obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it. Now he's explaining it. And all this, or have already been made perfect. But I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and striving towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of the of things of of th all of us who are mature should take such a view of things and it, i love this part and if on some point you think differently that too god will make clear to you bam home run out of the park only let us only let us i love this listen to this only let us live up to what we have already obtained Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, and again, and again, and again, even with tears, that's the part I was telling you, Memo. Many live at, like, this is the church today, most of the church today, just so you guys get the, a feeling of where we're going, okay? Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we, have eagerly, we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enabled him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious bodies. Amen. Amen. It goes on to therefore. I should read it, but then we'll get into some. Yeah, let's read it. Just the one verse. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, th that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, my friends. Dear friends, amen. Go back to the beginning and we'll tear it apart a little bit. There's a lot here. <clears throat> I want to take you guys like 20 other places, but if I do, we're only going to get through part of it. So do your homework, amen. Right? Go and cross-reference. Find other stuff that goes with it. That I, I, When I'm reading it, I see tons of stuff that goes with it. Amen. It says, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. You know, when I was reading this, you guys, I got two things from it, okay? One is 
that he, he, like I'm a, I'm I'm up here sharing God's word with you, right? And I do that every week, or Memo does it. We do it every week, regardless, one way or another. Okay. And you know, God's word is repetitious. There's not a whole lot to share. There's not. I'm sorry, sister. There's not a whole lot to share. Okay. Christ came from from heaven as a baby, right? He lived a sinless life so that he could be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He gave himself freely on a cross, right? His blood was shed to cover your sins. Amen? Right? Three days later, first he went into the grave where he buried your sins. Know that to be true. He buried your past, present, and future sins. It's all, it's complete. It's already done. Okay? It's been buried. He took, he, when he went into death, he took the, our death with him and buried it there. And when he rose to life, he came without it. If we die without Christ, we catch up with our sin and death. It's a simple, free gift to accept him. Right? It's through faith in what I just shared with you that he did for us that saves us. The gospel's simple. And it's repetitious. There's everything in the Bible is telling that same story over and over and over again in every way possible so man can understand it. That's it. Okay? Part of his behavior, who Christ is, is who he, he died to, to set us free to have a life in him. Right? You get it? But it's so simple. <coughs> and I love this part. Where was I? Because I'm everything I just told you goes with it. Mm -hmm. I didn't make it to two yet, did I? Let's start in one. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Here it is. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again and again and again. It is a safeguard for you. Okay, so the first thing I just shared with you guys is the first point that I got from it. Okay, the second point is he's, he's told them things about the church that aren't right. Okay? You know what's happening here, and I want to share it with you guys? It's happened to me in my ministry over and over and over again. It never stops. Okay? People come into the church, and they start teaching the church different things that aren't biblical. Do you understand? In this church, we're Bible-believing Christians. This is our doctrine. Where it speaks, we speak, and where it's silent, we're silent. I don't want to hear anything else. And when different things happen, sometimes I see it. I'll let it go in the moment, but I, I don't let it happen again. Because I don't want to disgrace somebody or something, this and that and the other thing sometimes. But the reality is, I won't let it happen again. In good conscience, I can never let that happen again. Do you understand? Okay. God's word is, is, is the ultimate authority over his people, not man. And that's... Paul's battling with that. And the reason he has to battle it, and the reason why it looks like he's bragging, but he's not, and I'm going to share that with you guys, okay, is because he's defending the gospel over the people who came into the church to teach something that wasn't scriptural and leading people away from Christ. Every single thing, you guys, that people put such a bearing on that's so powerful that it'll change your life, that you have to do it this way, you have to be that way, you have to think this way, you have to do this... All of that takes away from what I just shared with you, the gospel that Christ did on the cross for us. All of it. And you can weigh what people are telling you by that cross. If it takes Jesus off that cross and puts something else there, it's wrong. Period. 
I don't care what it is. Okay, it's of man, it's of the flesh. Here we go. I don't mind telling you that again and again and again, okay? All right? Here we go. Memo's telling me all the time, so I have to listen, you know, and tell you guys. Okay. Watch out. Listen to this. This is how powerful that, that Paul's speaking here. It blows my mind. Watch out for those dogs. He's talking about religious leaders who came into the church and were trying to get us to go back to the way things were. Okay, the mutilators of the flesh. You know what he's telling him here? We're the circumcision of God. But he's not talking about something that was going to take you other places here, right? He's not talking about something man does with, with, man does with his hands. Circumcision, right? He's not talking about that. He's talking about the circumcision of the heart. He's talking about what your relationship that you have with Christ every day does. It transforms you into the life he died to give you. You're born again. What are you born again into? Your old life, the way you used to be? Right? Why do we keep going back to the miserable principles of our old life now that we've tasted how good God is? And yet we do, don't we? We keep finding ourselves back there over and over and over again. You know why that happens? Because we have more repetition in the world than we do in Christ. That's why it happens. The more time I spend with the Lord, I was going to share this story later on, but I'm going to share it right now. Okay? It's just a real quick little blessing that I got. I have bad sinuses. This is going to go with the story, okay? Just give me a minute. And if I can't remember how it does, you remind me. I have super bad sinuses, and when I fly, I get headaches like bee stings, like a thousand of them at one time stabbing me. And um, so I take this pill that I hate because it hurts my kidneys if I take too many, but it dries me out. I have to drink a lot of water. Well, I was on my way to the airport when I remembered I didn't take one. I had no water. I just popped one. There's no way I'm getting on a plane. I can't, I can't go through that. They can't get me off. I'm stuck, right? So I popped this pill. Man, I'm on the plane. My nose is draining. I'm sitting in the front row. I'm gulping. I'm starting to cough because it's starting to work. It's drying me out. I have no water. I had no water all morning. Right? You know what I'm talking about, Laura. You got those problems. Check out what happened, Laura. Blow your mind, okay? This is, this is my God. I say that to hoping to spur all of you on to jealousy, okay? This is my God. I said, Lord, don't let those, those stewardess start in the back of the plane. I won't make it till they get up here when they start to bring the drinks, you know? And sure enough, that lady pushed it all the way to the front of the plane. Okay? And all of a sudden, the plane starts going crazy. It's going all over the place. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, sir, what do you want? I said, I'll take a Sprite. She goes, you want some ice? Yeah. I took the Sprite and the ice, and the captain comes on. You know what he says? Sturtis says, get to your seat. They couldn't pass out drinks. Almost the whole, I think the whole rest of that flight, they couldn't pass out any drinks. I got my soda. <laughs> that's my God. You think that's cool? There's something better than that, that my wife learned. I was telling her the story. She didn't get all excited like I was. She said, what would have happened if God didn't do it? Would you get mad at him? Like almost like, who are you to ask God for something like that? I said, no, I wouldn't because I'm content 
and who I am in Christ. Those things just happen because we are content. Right? Real life is only found in contentment. I wouldn't have blamed God if I didn't get that drink. I would have never even thought that way. That's the way the world thinks. You get it? We need to stop thinking like the world. We need to know who Christ is. And when we stop thinking like the world and know who He is, He's always going to come through for you. If He's not coming through for you, like things happen to me, you guys, not that I'm perfect. I know I'm far from perfect, okay? But things happen to me like that every day and it blows my mind. Okay, you know what the difference is between a lot of Christians? Is God still doing it? It's just that when we're not spending time with Him, we don't get to see it. It's not like it's not happening. One day my back was killing me, Kathy, like I could barely walk. I wasn't going to do this. I want to get through the scripture. Dang it, stories keep happening. And I wanted to park up front. And I'm thinking, man, Lord, we were at Costco or something. Remember that? The place was full. Cars everywhere, right? Right when I'm ready to give up, I'm calling Cody even like, I'm giving up, you know. Come out of the store, leave the stuff there, whatever, right? What happens right when, I'm, right when I get her on the phone? A, a car pulls out right in front of me. There's 50 other people looking for a spot, and I'm like, right there. <laughs> My God's a good God. Amen? Amen? But you know what? I praise Him for everything like that because I see it. How do I see it? Because I'm looking with Him. You get it? How many of us would kick our car like, all crazy like the world? i seen Mike do that. That's what made me bring it up. Here we go. <laughs> That's a sin. I lied. <clears throat> He's all, he lied. That's a sin. So watch out for people that are going to lead you away from, from that relationship you have with the Lord. Amen? Watch out for them. Not just in the church. It happens in the church a lot, you guys. Not just in the church, but in the world. Amen? Amen. Watch out for those dogs, those mutilators, uh, who, those who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it, for it, it, for it is we who are the circumcision. We're the ones who Christ is working in and changing daily. T Listen, what did he die for if it wasn't to set you free from yourself? Sister, I got to tell you, this is what happened to me. It happens to me every day, but it really happened to me in the beginning, okay? Every time I went to the Lord, God's word spoke to my heart about myself. I know I share that with you guys a lot, but until you get to that point with Him, you're not going to see it and you're not going to receive it. Get there and receive it. Amen? Okay, because He shares your own life with you. Right? You know what He shared with me? He didn't just share with me what I was doing. He shared the destruction I was doing. He shared where it was headed. You know, me and Memo were taking some classes at this church over here, and... Um, one of the professors told, um, I think it was Laura's sister, Chantel, that I was some kind of prophet. It was funny. She came out telling me, oh, they said you were a prophet. I'm, like, I'm not a prophet. Let me tell you the truth. You want to know what the truth is? When you spend time with God, He reveals the truth to you. He reveals what you're doing, what your motive is, how the harm you're going to bring, everything. And so when you see somebody else doing it and they come to you and they're talking to you about it, you share with them what's going to happen if they keep going. Only because now you know. I'm not prophesying. God shared it with me. It changed my life. What did he die to save you from? From you. From yourself. From your attitude. From your anger. From your jealousy. From your malice. From your unforgiveness. 
dare I say, from your hate. That's what he died to, to set us free from. Amen? He lived in the world just like we did, but he did it without sin. Think about it. Who else am I going to go to? So I started to share those things, and those things started happening. The things I shared started happening, and people were like, oh, how does he know these things? I, you should know them too. We should all know them. Not the things, him. You understand? I need you to get it because I love her. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> He's terrible, this guy. He always brings out the worst in me. <laughs> so he's the circumcision, right? For it, for it is we who are the circumcision. We who worship by the Spirit of God. You guys can only obtain these things by seeking Him in His Spirit. The Bible's very clear that He is a God of Spirit and Truth, and He wants worshipers who will worship Him in Spirit and Truth. Amen. Who, 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 glory, who glory in Christ Jesus. Hey, there's seats right up here in the front for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen. I remember you. Amen. Good, you came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the middle of a sermon, right? Okay, I just thought you guys should know that. All right. You can sit next to your auntie. I had you up here so I could talk to you directly. Oh, yeah, especially you directly. All right. He's all bold, sticks his face. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Pastor. See the world and everybody and everything. Here we go. He's covered. Amen. Oh, yeah, you know, I want to share something with you guys before I go any further. Even though I'm saying all this stuff, it's only to encourage you to spur you on to, to seek the Lord more, okay? The truth is, just like I shared earlier, through our faith, we're covered in His blood. Our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. It's over. Okay? But that doesn't give us a license to continue to sin. Right? That's a grace period for Him to work in our lives to overcome sin. Do you understand? You always strive. He's going to tell us that. We just need to read it. I don't know why I'm talking to you guys. Here we go. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And who put on, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Listen, are you ready? Though I myself, remember I told you he's not bragging. I want to share this one with you guys because this is the truth of the of the real truth of the of the gospel. Okay, for for a person who shares the gospel with others, you know how many times I saw a spark in someone's eye, right? And God led me to that person. I just started sharing the gospel with them, right? Even even working on getting them ready to to share it back, to teach, to to preach, to do all these wonderful things. I even had Memo try to bail out on me once, twice, three times, a lady, no. That's how we are, right? Okay? And you know what happens, you guys? Is, is people are going along, they're growing, their life is changing, something wonderful is taking place, you know? And then they decide somewhere along the way that maybe this is too hard. Did you hear the last scripture we read? This is how we stand in Him. Amen? Right? But somewhere along the way, it becomes too hard. How many of us have fallen that way? How many of us are living that way right now? That it's too hard. 
You know what happens? And it's happened to me with, with a lot of people here and a lot of people in ministry for 30 years, okay? They try to turn and devour the one who loved them. Okay? It's really Christ that they're devouring, you know, trying to, trying to shut down. Okay? But they come after the messenger. The messenger doesn't get mad. He gets heartbroken. He's struggling with these people who are breaking his heart in the church. Not just the ones bringing the nonsense, but the ones following it and walking away from the truth. And his heart's broken. He's literally heartbroken. How many times have my heart's been broken for the Lord? Over and over and over again in ministry with people. Right? And then it, your heart even breaks deeper. You want me to share it with you, brother? Then the congregation starts to come to you asking you why. Why? Where's this person? What'd they do? What'd you do? And you see the world in all of it because they wouldn't ask the question if they were walking with the Lord because they would see the things I just shared with you that He delivers us from. And so then your heart breaks more for even the people that are still here because they're not getting it. They're not walking with them. How many times have Memo and I and Paul and others cried out to you guys to read your Bibles? Spend time with them every day. It doesn't, there's not a service or a Bible study or a home visit that doesn't go by that you're told that. That's the blow the bell part. This is what God gave me. He gave me a title for the message. I want to share it with you guys. I don't usually title anything, right, Paul? I forgot what I was going to say now. Message. Title. Title of the message. Okay. It isn't bragging. What's the other word I use, Memo? Boast. There's not a person in this room, including pastors, that aren't boastful. We're all boastful. See, we see things through the world's eyes or we see things in Christ. So what are you boasting about? You can gauge your relationship with Christ. I told you by how you treat others, but also what you boast about. What are you boasting about? I just boasted to you guys hardcore about my flight and the, how God delivered me from my thirst. Amen? Right? I could have said, you know what? I stopped that with Lydia. I said, give me that soda. Hurry up. What are we boasting about? Right? That's that's a churchy answer. Give me the truth. What are we boasting? You right? You giving the glory to God. Amen. That's my my story. I'm asking all of us. Let the Holy Spirit sink in and tell you what you're boasting about, where you're at in life. Listen, I'm going to go on to share it with you. We just need to read it, but I'm going to tell you guys something. Okay? This is what He died to separate us from. This is what it's all about. He died to separate us from ourselves, the very things we learned in this world that go against Him and others. The very things that show hatred towards Him. And we all do it, and we're all stuck in it. Why are we stuck in it? Why do we keep going back to it? There's people in this room that have hated me over and over again. On forgiveness over and over again. There's people that won't go to come to church here and other churches because of what somebody said. And people think they're so spiritual. Why don't you go make it right with your brother or sister? Even if you were the one that was wronged, I would rather be wronged than wrong any one of you. Truth is, I'm wronged every week by all of you sometimes. And you know what it causes me to do? Love you more because that's where you're at. 
We need to come to that in Him. But He's the only one that can share it and deliver us. Amen? Amen. The Scripture actually gets better. I just need to be quiet. I talk too much. You guys ready? Tell me where I am. Oh, he's bragging. He's not bragging. Did you guys get all that? Watch. Though I myself have reason for such confidence. He's talking about in, in flesh, death, the world, and himself. Okay? You ready? The things that God delivered him from, he was really good at. Okay? The things that are coming against the church now. He was really good at. Do you remember your life without Christ? There's some scripture. I can't remember exactly where it's at right now, but it blows my mind. He's talking about how people are treating him, right? And he says, I understand because I myself used to think about Christ this way, about Jesus this way. We used to think about him the same way because we thought through the world's eyes instead of the, instead of the truth. Okay? If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. See, he's talking about the flesh, right? Anything that takes Christ off that cross. Remember I just shared it with you? Anything that makes no sense at all and takes Christ off that cross. You know what makes no sense and takes Christ off that cross? How we treat somebody that's wrong. How we think about somebody that's wrong. How our life is so much more important that we'll even take from somebody who's down to have more. Gosh, there's so many. I, I, slow it down, okay? Let God speak to your heart. Here we go. If anyone else thinks he has circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, he thought he was something, you know what I'm saying? In regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, I was faultless. Faultless. You know what the hardest thing for me to overcome, Emmy and Christ? The hardest thing for me to overcome was myself when I was bragging. Right? Oh, I worked in million-dollar homes, never got a call back. Huh, Memo? <clears throat> I did this, I did that. Nasty stuff. You just told your wife, I heard that a hundred times, didn't you? Reach back there and kick that boy. Right? That's how we are, right? What are we bragging about? Who are we bragging about? Man, that's what he wants to save us from. Amen? Even think about our anger and how we won't let it go and how we won't, have un we won't forgive somebody we, we, we know we love. Or at least we know we're supposed to love. Right? That's the thing I want to share with you guys before I go any further. It's not that we don't know. We're choosing not to hear it. You're either going to hear it today or you're not. And every time you get with God and you're having a quiet time, you're either going to choose to listen or not. We shared that earlier, didn't we? You're either going to choose to listen or not. You know what, you guys? I don't want to spend the rest of my life right in death that he pulled me out of that he gave his life to separate me from i don't want to do it anymore there is nothing in this world worth more than you guys there's nothing in this world worth more than people we haven't even met yet 
who are going to come to know him. He has to set us free so that we can be in the world free to lead people to him. Every one of these things keep you from doing it. Keep you from being who he got. Oh, man, let's just read. I can't even get you guys to listen. Man. But whatever. Listen, you guys ready? Remember I told you guys earlier, I was telling Memo anyways, that this part almost makes me want to cry every time I get choked up like you wouldn't believe when I read this. You want to know why? Because I'm the type of person, like even when we're singing the songs, those songs have such meaning for me because God shows me in those songs and in the scriptures how he changed my life. What he's done for me, who I am because of him. And you know what's sad about it? There's still a little thorn like, hey, you could do better. Look at this. Look at that. He never lets go. He never lets up. You want to know why? Because he wants to perfect you. He died to perfect you. Amen. That's how much he loved you. He died to give you what he's never been without. Every bit of himself. That's crazy, huh? Why can't we let go and just like enjoy it? You know how much we would enjoy each other and really love each other? Not just in words, but with every part of who we are. How much, wouldn't life just be wonderful if you loved everybody the way Pastor Matt loves you? I just threw that in the pride, you know? I had to, you know, throw it out there. I know. Who are you boasting in? <laughs> just teasing. Here we go. Because I'm not perfect, I'll tell you that. You guys make me angry. You make me mad. <laughs> okay, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss. He's talking about everything we thought we had in the world, everything we thought we had accomplished, everything we said we accomplished, even though we know we didn't. That's the thing that hurts me a lot too, Mike. I'm going to share it with you, okay? As people come to church and they're hurting, they're going through something, they've lost something, they, you know, they're just at the rock bottom. They come in and people love them, build them up, help them get through whatever they're struggling with. They finally get to where they want to be and they, they did it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I never see them again. I never see them again. Does it make me stop wanting to help people? No, I keep doing it and keep doing it. Why? Because there's going to be people who do know who did it for them. Amen. They're going to know that the Lord changed their life. They're going to know how much He loves them. Amen. You get it? You never give up. And when those people come back over and over and over again, because that happens too, like a revolving door, you just keep loving them like they never left. Amen. Because that's what God calls us to be. That's who He is to us. Why wouldn't we want to be that for others? I'm doing pretty good. we got to go fast. Ready? Listen, are you ready, brother? All that stuff you think about and you're not praying about, you're not giving to the Lord, and you're not trusting Him with, and you're not loving Him in, and you're not like asking Him for and waiting on Him for, it's all in the world, brother. That's what he says. But whatever was to my profit, now I consider loss for the sake of Christ. 
Man, that's beautiful. Two things. You ready, sister? One is your life changing because of him. Amen. And then not just him working in you, but now he wants to work through you to change the lives of others around you. He can't do that when all that nasty stuff that he died to separate us from is still there. We need to consider that a loss. We need to stop going back to it. What is it that the Holy Spirit's sharing with you right now that you keep going back to when God's already told you not to? Over and over and over again. What is it that keeps us going? We see and know the truth now. Right? And it's the truth that what? Sets us free. When the Son of Man sets you free? Amen? Listen, all of those things that you're thinking about right now have done nothing but bring you destruction. We just read it. It's, their, it's to their destruction. It destroys you. People come to me and they're like, oh, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. And I'm like, let it go. The only person they're hurting is themselves. They're pushing people away from them. Right? Nobody can trust them. All these things that they, that they think they're getting ahead somehow, but really they're just going backwards. They have to get new people around them all the time. Why? Because the old people already caught on. We're only hurting ourselves. And when we love somebody, why are we not forgiving? Why are we staying angry and hateful towards them? Life's too stinking short. There should not be a day that goes by that you can't love everyone around you. That you can't be free to do that. Amen? You guys are like quiet people, man. Jeez. Can I say... Wait, wait. Give me an amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. You guys want to try? Amen. Amen. This front row is almost dead here. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. You know, that one sounded good, but it was only about halfway decent. Here we go. I was expecting them to yell at me for breaking the mic. All right. <laughs> but whatever was to my profit, I consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more? I consider everything lost compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. He has chosen. Remember I told you what keeps us from going back to those things over and over and over again? He's chosen to say, no, I'm choosing to let those things go. Right? Why? Because now Christ is working in my life and I want to see the life he died to give me. I want to live in it. I want to see the changes. You guys, miracle things happen to me all the time. You guys might not think they're miracles because they're small things. Sometimes they're huge. But to me, man, I used to tell Memo all the time when, when he was growing up in the Lord. I used to tell him constantly, Paul too and others, man, I would, this, I, I would rather have what God gave me today than a lottery, winning lottery ticket. I would rather have the understanding that God gave me today that changed my life than a winning lottery ticket in the world. I used to call them gold nuggets. Remember Nemo? This is like gold right here, man. 
life-changing things. I'm talking too much. Here we go. Okay, for the sake of love, okay, I consider them rubbish. Oh, I consider them rubbish. I consider them rubbish. Until we put those things to death, you guys, right? Tell me what happens when, when, when you stop something. No matter what it is, let's say it's a plant or a tree or anything. What happens when you stop feeding it? It dies. What happens when you stop feeding sin? It dies. Amen? And I'm going to tell you something about the Lord. If you're seeking Him in this, He doesn't leave you empty. He fills you with Himself. Every time something in you dies or is cut out, remember the gardener in 15 of John? Every time something's pruned out of you, a new branch grows that grows fruit. Amen? He doesn't take, He doesn't change your life or take something out of you, okay, without replacing it with a piece of Himself. And when He replaces it with a piece of Himself, you guys, that's eternal. Amen? You can take that to the bank. Amen. I consider it rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. I should just read it. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own, bragging about myself again. A righteousness of my own that comes from, I put, it says the law, but I put flesh because that's what he was dealing with in the church, okay? <laughs> that comes from the flesh. But that which is through faith in Christ. You know what this faith right here means, you guys? This is not something you say you believe. This is a piece of your life that he's been sharing with you that needs to be changed that you entrust him with. Do you understand? It's something you lay down at his feet, okay, that becomes a, that was a loss in the world, but a gain in Christ. Okay, this is a faith in action. Faith isn't faith without action. We already read that in James, right? It's dead. Without action, it's dead. You can't do anything to earn it, but you have to believe by who you become, not by what you say. The world says all kinds of things that lead nowhere. We can say all kinds of things in the Lord that lead nowhere too. But when we put them into practice, that's when the Lord's power comes out in our life. And we're going to read about that. We should just read it. Here we go. Oh, rubbish. Where am I at? <laughs> and be found in Him, having, having a righteousness, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the death or flesh, but that but that which is through faith in Christ. Amen? The righteousness that comes from God, that comes from God, that relationship that we build. Amen? Every day in Him through His Word and through His Spirit. Okay? You might ask yourself, how do I receive the Spirit? How do I, how do I know that I'm being led by the Spirit of God? Amen? How many times do we read the Word and we just keep seeing it the same way? Our way. You understand? You know what happens to me, sister? I read it over and over and over and over and over again. And I wait upon the Lord every time I do it. I wait upon the Lord and I wait upon the Lord. And that's when He comes out in me. That's when He starts to show me things. Right? And if I wait there long enough, He even starts to deliver me. He gives me the strength to stand in Him and to let the things that I used to be, I used to think, I used to act on. 
right? He gives me the strength to let those things go and to become a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old has died and the new has come. Amen? Amen. You get it? That's somewhere else we were supposed to go, but you guys get it. If you don't, go find it. You got Google. Your, your pocket God. They think I'm kidding, Memo. Here we go. <laughs> That's terrible. I can't believe I said that. Here we go. Forgive me of that, you guys. <laughs> Ten. I want to know Christ. Amen. And listen, there's the power. Remember I told you we were going to talk about that? You know where the power of God comes out, sister? When you believe you're with your whole heart and you give him every opportunity in your life. You know what happens to so many people? They come to church for a while. I've seen the movie like over and over and over again. Okay. They come to church and they try so hard to accomplish what they think they need to accomplish here at the church or in Christ. You get it? There's no power in that. The Bible says there's an appearance of power or an appearance of what? Without power. What does it say, Memo? Appearance of godliness without power. Amen? Why? Because we're trying on our own. That's called self-righteousness. Okay? But when we take the time to know God, right? And we just read that. He starts to show us those things. And then we start to trust the things he's showing us, even if it's not happening at first, because a lot of people run away before it starts to happen, because your life has to change. But you trust him and you stand firm. A whole world's against you. Your whole family's against you. Everything's against you. Amen? Next thing you know, your family starts to respect you. They start to understand you. You start to win them to the Lord. Things are changing. Your neighbors are changing. People in your life are changing. People are starting to respect you, not really you, but Christ in you. Why? Because you stood for something and God delivered you. And in that deliverance, he delivered others. You know what God wants to do in you, sister? And I say it all the time, but I'm going to say it to you one more time, okay? He wants to create in you an environment for others to live in so that they can come to know him. Amen? Amen. There's not a person who's been coming to church here for a while and been in Bible study and stuff like that that doesn't know the things I'm talking about, but have we put them into practice? Have we given them to the Lord and trusted Him with them? Have we seen the power of God not just work in our lives, but work through our lives to touch the lives of others? Amen? Do you want? Can I share something with you? Most of you are here today because that happened in somebody else that led you here. Okay, when's it going to start happening through you, in you and through you? Amen? You get it? That was a little below the belt. That's what it was about today. I told them before you guys got here that I was going to hit them below the belt. And if they didn't like it, they needed to leave now. I gave them the opportunity to leave, Laura. And you showed up too late to hear it, so you have to stay now. You did too, so stay right there. All right, I'm way beyond what I need to be. Here we go. I'm just going to read the rest of it. You guys understand? Oh, ooh, memo. Am I there for reals? I didn't finish ten. I knew I didn't. He's trying to rush me. Don't rush the don't don't rush God's word, brother. Receive God's word. 
I want to know Christ and the power. Listen, are you ready? No, this is very important. I should almost end with this, but I got to share it with you guys. Watch what it says. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. You know what the Bible says about his resurrection? Hmm? That God the Father exerted in Christ, right? That which raised him from the dead. But just before that scripture, I think it's, is that in Romans 1.18 memo? You know what it says? It says that you and I possess that power when we're in Christ, when, we, when we're in faith in him, we're trusting in him. The same power, the Bible says, that God the Father exerted him when we raised him from the dead. That's the power we're talking about. That's true faith. Right? Emmy, what is faith? Believing the things you cannot see and accepting. Right? You get it? That's one of her favorite verses. That's how I knew to ask her. Right? We're not, we're not having faith in things here. We're having faith in things we know will be eternal. Amen? Right? We can only, we can only receive those things through this process. Here we go. You ready? I love this because it's impossible what he's asking. Right? He'd have to be God. But you know what he's going to do with his life? He's going to strive for it. You know what we should be doing with our lives? We should be striving for it. Amen? Watch what he says, you guys. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. When was the last time we suffered for Christ? When was the last time you gave a spiritual offering that caused you to suffer? Did you hear what I just shared with you a minute ago? When I decided through the relationship he was building in me and changing my life, to stand firm in him against my family, against the people where I worked, against my neighbors, against the world, everything. I wasn't going to live like them anymore. I wasn't going to talk like them. I wasn't going to be like them. I was going to let God change my life, and I was going to let him use my life to make a difference in all of those things. I had everybody against me. Felt like I had the whole world on my shoulders, but you know the beauty of it is? I took it to Jesus and I gave it to him every day. And he changed all of those things. Most of the people in my family are saved today. Amen? God does the impossible. I mean, Mike's sitting here. Listen to this, you guys. Share in his sufferings, be becoming like him in his death. He's not telling you, sister, to go hang yourself on a cross or to have people kill you like that. He's telling you to die like he died for you. He's telling you to die to this world, to die to the life he saved you from. Remember I told you one was death? This is the life part. Well, one was flesh. Remember I told you Mark flesh in there? Here we go, watch this. Because I put life at the end of the statement, okay? Ready? It says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in the sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow, so he's going to strive so hard to obtain the resurrection from the dead. And I put life right there. Where do you find life? It's only one place. In him. Not that I have already obtained it. He's telling you guys, I, I'm not God. Okay? 
but I'm going to strive to, to, to know him. I'm going to spend my whole life seeking him to find him. Amen? Watch. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that. Listen, you ready? This can only happen if you guys are spending time with him. Are you ready? Okay? To take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Do you remember the day you got saved? That was the most powerful day in my life. That was the most spiritual time in my life. That was the most of everything in my life. And he wants me to live that way every day. He wants me to find him like that every day. He wants me to surrender to him like that every day. And he wants me to receive from him like that every day. Amen? And he wants me to share him like that every day. Do you even know what I'm talking about? All right, here we go. <laughs> Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Listen, you ready? I don't keep going back to those things. I don't even want to look back at those things. And the only reason I even told you the story about who I was before wasn't prideful. It was because I love you. I want you to strive like I strive. I want you to move forward like I move forward. I want you to know Christ like I know Christ. You know what I used to tell Memo and others all the time? I want you to know him better than me. I want you to say, Pastor Matt, catch up. Amen? Catch up. Let's all catch up. I'm not talking about condiments. He was thinking worldly again. I saw it. <laughs> Press on to take hold of that, of the goal to, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Stop looking at the things here and start looking at the things there. Amen. You know what I see, brother? I don't see what people are doing or what they're doing to me. Remember, you just said it a minute ago. That's right. We don't judge. I don't see that. You know what I try to see? I try to see what Christ can do. I try to know what he can do. And I try to trust in that. And so I spend time in places I shouldn't spend time. I love people I shouldn't love if I'm thinking like the world. Do you understand? Why is that? Because I know what God did in me. And I know the power of God and what he can do in you. Amen? Now that's not just for me. So you need to think that way about yourself and others in your life. Remember the environment he wants to create? Amen? Come on, say amen. Amen. All right, here we go. <coughs> All of us who, am I there? <laughs> All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think, and if on some point you think differently, I love this part. You know, sometimes we get caught in something, okay? Just you and me. I don't care who else is here. Sometimes we get caught in something, the way of thinking or this or that. I heard some stupid stuff in my life, Right? I mean, dumb stuff. Like, they just think they know better than God. Right? What is it? Is it Proverbs that says a man has a way that he thinks is right, and in the end it leads to destruction? Right? And I'm listening to this nonsense sometimes. You know, and the person's talking, I'm just praying for them. Lord, help them hear what they're saying. Lord, help them hear it in you. You know what I mean? Love them, Lord. Help them get past this. They're going to make a mistake, and they're going to fall, but pick them back up. You know what I mean? And I have to sit there and watch it. 
You already know what's coming because you lived it. Where was I? 15? All of us. Oh, there it is right there, right? Right here. Six, ten, fifteen, twenty. Oh, yeah, right here. Uh, and uh, if on one, uh, if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Sometimes we have to go through things. Just stay in Him. Don't ever give up. Just keep going back. Even if you, even if He's leading you and telling you you're wrong, and you're still doing what you shouldn't be doing, just keep getting up. Because what's going to happen is one day you're going to wake up and say, "When did I stop thinking that way? When did I stop acting like that?" Why? Because you stayed faithful to him and he delivered you from it. How can he deliver you if you're not spending time with him? If you came and knocked on my door and needed help with something, how am I going to help you if you don't come? That was for you. Are you ready? Not I mean worldly. I was thinking spiritually. You took it the wrong way. That's right. Only let us live up to... Here's the one thing I wanted to share with you guys today. This is the message summed up. Are you ready? This for you, Viv. Nobody else is here. Just you and me. Okay, Viv. All the things he's already shared with you, the things you're struggling with, okay? Stop trying to learn more things and do more things and do all this and that and just learn to live up what he's shared with you. How hard is that? It's so hard. And we have we try to put all these other things in, you know? Just stop trying all that and just try to spend time with him and the things he's already shared with you. Because you can't move on until he completes those things in you. We get stuck in this like a tornado. Every wind of teaching all this, like all that foam coming from the waves and the ocean. We can't even, we can't even seek him or, or hang on to the very things he's sharing with us right now. Let's start there. When he delivers you from those things, he'll just keep delivering you. Amen. I had a teacher one time. She said, she said, Matt, you keep putting your goals too far out. You'll never achieve them. They're too far away. You get discouraged before you get there. She said, put little ones right in front of you. And as you achieve them, put another one. Before you know it, you'll be there. Amen. Okay, you guys are like way over right now. And you're all staying for lunch because if not, I'm going to pop your tires. Can I read? <laughs> sure. Okay. You need a mic? No. How are people online going to hear you? It's, you <laughs> oh, speak loud. Psalms 10, <coughs> 3. It says, For the wicked man boasts of his own heart's desire, and the one greedy for gain curses and spurns, and renounces and despises the Lord. Try you get it? Remember I told you? It it literally causes us, to, we, we do things in our heart when we already know the truth that actually show hatred towards him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy but it's because it's what we want. It's what we desire. We, we already know what he's called us to, but we're not doing it because we think we know something better or we want something more. It's crazy. Watch this. 17. Oh, 16. Only let, oh, this is what I was telling you guys to start with. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. Amen? Join with, with others in following my example, brothers, and take note I wouldn't consider me an example, you guys, because if I'm the example, we're all in trouble. Okay, but find somebody that that you see working in the Lord. You know what I mean? Find somebody you see doing the right thing, living the right way, treating everybody the way they want the, the, that we should treat them, and stuff like that, and start to do those things. Amen.
And ultimately, the one person you can really seek out and find is Christ, okay? Join with us and fellowship with us, okay, those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again and again and again, even with tears. Remember I told you sometimes we're hurt, but we just keep striving on, right? And just keep even loving the person who hurts us. Right? We have to learn that, you guys. Sometimes I, people are hurting me, and why they're hurting me, I'm already forgiving them. I'm already choosing to love them in it. I'm already asking God, how can I help them get over this, get past this? Okay? Uh, many live, listen to this, are you ready? Remember I told you this is the church today, a lot of the church today? Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. We're Christian in name alone. Remember I told you our faith only has power if we're living it? Remember? Right? Have no confidence in the flesh. Okay? Who are you boasting in? Where you find yourself boasting is where your heart is, and that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Amen? Okay, for as I have often told you before, and now say again and again with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Remember we talked about how we destroy ourselves and others around us? Their, their God is their stomach. It's, it's not just what we eat, you guys. It's, it's what we desire. <clears throat> and their glory is their shame. And I used to glory in all the nonsense in the world. And now I look back, it's all shameful to me. All of it. It's all something I wish I would have never even told anybody. Their mind is on earthly things. Remember I told you we think like the world? Even when we read the scripture, you know how many times people come to me and they're reading, they're reading the scripture to me and they're telling me what it says and it's all worldly? I almost love it sometimes because then I get to explain the truth to them. Okay? And I, and I always tell people when I first start out, if you know Christ, you can't be fooled by yourself or others. So you have to know Him. And the more you read your Word, the more you're going to know who He is. You're going to see His character and you're going to see it being developed in you. Amen? Your life's going to change. But if I can't get you to read your Bible and spend time with Him every day, Amen? as if I could. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. Again, M, things that are unseen, right? And we eagerly await a Savior from there. How many of us are actually waiting on the Lord? I have to tell you guys something. I try to wait on Him every day and sometimes during the day, like on my soda on the airplane. You know what I mean? Okay, I really prayed that, and I and I prayed it like, yes, Lord, I, I really need this right now, you know? Like, I don't know if it's possible, but if it is, and then he showed me how possible it was by only giving it to me when I needed it. It was crazy. It just like rang bells in me, you know? But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior. Who actually waits upon? You know, I'm also ready to go. If he comes tomorrow, I'm ready to go with him. If something happens tomorrow and I'm gone, I'm ready to go with them. Not many Christians today can say that because their hearts and minds are on things of the world. Okay? And it's not a morbid thing to be ready to go. Okay? We don't want to commit suicide. 
right? We're not a morbid person. We just want to be with the Lord. You see the way the world is today? How many of us are falling for that stuff? How many people is it leading away, especially the churches? How many churches are being led away? I don't care if our church stays small, right? I want it to grow only because I want to see people grow. Do you understand? But I don't want to see people grow that way. I want to see people grow in the way. For he's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Okay. Let me just finish the scripture. We're way over. I'm sorry. It's Memo's fault. Where am I? 27? Is there even a 27 memo? 21. Who by... <laughs> who by the power listen remember the power we talked about that we could have Christ had it because he lived without sin and trusting his father you understand watch this I, I gave so much thought to this I wish I had another hour you guys I took this all the way back to Adam and Eve and everything okay who by the power that enabled him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. Amen? Amen? That's what we should be longing for to have one day, a life without sin and an eternity of glory. Amen? Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, my dear friends. Amen? That's how. So the message today is how you should learn to stand firm in the Lord. Amen. Don't let the world move you anymore. You move the world. Amen. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, thanking you for today, Father. And uh, I just ask, Lord, that uh, you would give me more time on Sundays. <laughs> no, Lord, that maybe maybe you make time stop. So, because there's so much more I wanted to share, Lord, but thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for the deliverance it brings us. I hope that I hope that even one person today listened, Lord, and, and you're going to make a difference in their life. Not because I said something, but because they heard your word, Lord, and, and, and you're, you're using it to deliver them. I truly ask for that, Father. And I thank you for it. We're going to have an altar call, Lord. And I only say this in prayer because I want everybody to hear it, Lord, that drop the pride Drop the boasting. Drop whatever it is the Holy Spirit has, has shown you today He wants to deliver you from. And, and, and pray where you are. Come forward to the altar and pray. Give your heart to the Lord. Give it to the Lord, whatever it is that He's laid there. And if you don't know Him today, today's the day of salvation. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.